1: When I feel that I'm in focus on the family and my marriage is in a mess, you know, my role as a father is in a mess, but I guess you grow from the mess, right? So it's cool. when you recognize that there is a mess and you do something about it that you begin to grow.
0: Some of the important roles of being a father is to provide, to correct, and to love. Not every dad will agree on what belongs in the number one spot, but I believe that one role that should be near the top of every father's list is to model God's character. But how do fathers achieve this? Our guest today is Lee Wee Min, the Asian Regional Director of Focus on the Family. He's a father, grandfather and author of the book Intentional Fathering. He's going to share some of the joys and challenges of being a dad and discuss some of the keys to help dads in their fatherhood journey. That's Lee Wee Min with my wife Kate and myself Brett Ryan for Focus on the Family Australia. Oh, welcome to the program. Hi, Brett. Thank you. Hi, Kate. Hi. It's really good to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, I'm going to have to say right from the beginning, I can't say Lee Wee Min because it's a bit of a tongue tester, and yes. I've already ever known you, and you're a good friend of ours, Wee Min. Is that okay? Yes, please do. Yeah. Everybody calls me Wee Min. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, tell us a little bit about the Wee
1: Min story. Yeah. I am... Quite blessed in the sense that I've got a a father who was very intentional, even though my mother passed away when I was 17 years old. And therefore, he really played such a big part in my uh, young adults, uh, late teens of my life. And I've learned much from him Mm -hmm. on him being intentional. Uh, he was actually single after my mom passed away and never remarried until he passed away when he was 96 years old. Wow. Oh, wow. That's a
2: long time. Oh,
1: yeah, it is. Yeah. But I, I could see him modeling what a father should be, even though he doesn't verbalize it as much. And being in an Asian culture, they model it more than they say it, you know. Yeah. And you're supposed to pick it up as much as you can. And that <laughs> that's good, you know. It's either you picked it up or you ignore it. Yeah. So, so my journey has been one whereby I grew up in a family of of three children, whereby I was the youngest. And I'd like to say that Dad loves me the most.
2: <laughs> don't all youngest of say that, Brett? <laughs> Kate. <laughs> yes, we're all youngest here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the siblings always say the youngest is oh, the yes. spoilt one, don't they?
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's a bit of my journey, yeah. I'm an engineer by training. Mm-hmm. Uh, by God's grace, in 1995, I was able to sell off my engineering company. Mm-hmm. And it took me two years to consider what I want to do with the next stage of my life. And yeah. I decided to embark on a... Family Life Ministry, because I believe that family is really the bedrock of society. Yeah. You know, if we strengthen the family, uh, we would have strengthened society, we would have strengthened the nation. Yeah. And therefore, I have committed myself since I was uh, 38 years old, actually, 40 years old to be exact, 38 years old, I sold off my company. Yeah. 40 years old, I started focus on the family and until now. Yeah, in Asia. In Asia. In Malaysia, I started it. Then in 2007, I took on the role as the uh, Asia Regional Director. Mm
0: -hmm. That's so good. And so your marriage and your parenting has always been perfect, obviously. No way, Brett.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, if I were to say that it's perfect, I'm lying to you for sure. You know, there have been many times... When I feel that I'm in focus on the family and my marriage is in a mess, you know, my role as a father is in a mess. But I guess you grow from the mess, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, so it's when you recognize that there is a mess and you do something about it that you begin to grow. But yeah, when you recognize it
0: through the mess becomes a message. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. That's a good one, Brett. <laughs> yeah. But if you dwell on the mess, obviously it's going to pull you down. Yeah. Like yeah. it's easier to be pulled down rather than
0: to be pulled up. Yeah, very good. So help us understand why you wrote this book, Intentional Fathering.
1: Oh, that's that's a really good question, Brett. Actually, um, I was separated from my family for 100 days because of COVID. Mm. Uh, I still remember March 18, I was in Malaysia and it was a down, And I was scheduled to leave Malaysia to come to Australia to visit my wife, who was here with my three children. And the flight was scheduled for the 26th of March and I couldn't leave because the country locked down on the 18th. And it was then that I said, I'm not too sure when I'm going to see my family, and I want to make use of the best of the time that I have, yeah. that I'm alone. And I said, I want to write this second book. My first book was called Parenting a Roller Coaster Experience. Yes, yeah,
0: the ups and downs.
1: <laughs> yeah. The second, I thought I really want to zero into fathers. Number one is, I had got a father who exemplified what a father yeah. has been to me. And the other one is, I think the message of fathers is so important. Mm. Uh, and I took that 100 days to complete my book on intentional fathering because I was being locked down. So yeah. that's the so good. genesis yeah. of the book. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, that's great. Well, you mentioned in the book, I love the book, by the way, uh, you mentioned in your book about the concept of understanding and accepting ourselves as part of the process to understand and accept others. And, of course, we're talking about the parenting journey, so that has to do with our children. Um, Can you explain what you mean by that?
1: Yeah, I think from my observation, being in Focus on the Family for 25 years, observing my dad, observing my brother, who is also a father, observing many fathers who have come through our doors at Focus on the Family, I realise that many fathers struggle because of the fact that they don't accept themselves. They they want themselves to be a better dad, They want themselves to achieve certain standards for the children. And they don't recognize that there may be limitations in them and they got to consider and accept the limitations and discover what are their strong points and where are the growth areas that they need to work on. And I guess when you begin to accept yourself for who you are, including your limitations, is when you begin to grow. Uh, That's why I feel that it's important to have that First chapter, to discover yourself, Mm. to understand yourself, to know your family of origin, to know how you grew up, to know your environment when you were growing up, what were your parenting styles, what were your friends like, what were your community like? I think it's so important to have that, to understand that mm. because many of these things are molding and shaping us yeah. without us realizing it. Mm. Yeah, And
0: therefore, sometimes we need to pause to evaluate and re-evaluate yeah. and understand ourselves. Yeah. Mm. You mentioned family of origin, which is such a significant impact and influence over how we do life, how we do parenting, how we do marriage, relationships, mm. all of that. Yeah. And uh, so we understand that there's the social and the emotional, the spiritual. Can you just... Unpack that a little bit more about all those influences, because once we understand where we've come from, it can mm-hmm. help us move forward.
1: Yeah, uh, let me start with the spiritual. <laughs> I think it was uh, Plato who says that uh, deep within every man's heart is a God-shaped vacuum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's so true, isn't it? That unless we have that spiritual understanding of who our God is and how our God loves us unconditionally it's very hard to move forward to cope with the emotional and the social situation. Yeah. Because the social is going to either be good to you or sometimes it can be very cruel to you because your friends, your community. And therefore, if the spiritual is not there, it's very hard to understand that social. But the social is just as important because no man is an island, right? Yeah. All of us grow in a village, so to speak. And therefore, who we have around us is such an important part.
0: Very much yeah. so. Yeah.
1: Then the emotional part, it's extremely important in this day and age whereby I feel that many parents are focusing on the IQ rather than on the EQ, the intelligent quotient as opposed to the emotional quotient. I I always use the example of uh, Humpty Dumpty. Mm -hmm. I think many of us know, right? Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses, all the king's men could not put Humpty together again. Mm. And therefore, Humpty Dumpty has a huge hate, right? And therefore, that intelligent quotient that you have may not be able to sustain the emotional Mm. that comes along the way, the onslaught of life's challenges. And therefore, we need to be really intentional in building that emotional quotient. And emotional quotient, I feel it's really being built if we have spent sufficient time to guide our children, especially at the formative years of their life, on how they cope with difficult life situations. Yeah,
2: Yeah. it really is important to teach them how to be resilient. And that is part of getting them to accept consequences
0: from exactly. their choices. Yeah. Not
2: to rescue our children. Yes, And as they're really little, you know, there are natural consequences. Yeah. They don't want to take a jacket, they get cold. Yep. They don't want to eat now and they don't have food later, then they go hungry. Yeah. There are natural consequences and so yeah. they become age appropriate. Right. But we need to be there to talk through mm. what's happened and how to yeah. manage it really from a God perspective, mm. you know, if you have a faith. And so that is so important. I love that you say that, Mm -hmm. you know, because so many are struggling with mental health because the resilience isn't there anymore, because the focus has been elsewhere. You know, the intelligence quotient, they need to go to university, they need Mm. to do well, but we haven't been good at the balancing of the EQ.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. it reminds me of a story actually or rather an experience that my dad when I was growing up I was having a major exam and he was telling me he said son I don't think you're really that smart but you need to put in a little <laughs> bit more effort than other people to uh, make sure to make sure that you are able to you know succeed in this major exam that you are having and he said I suspect that you probably need to put in good three months of work and uh, I didn't listen to him, obviously, and I didn't do well at the exam. But he came to me after that and he said, son, I did what I could to coach you and to guide you, but you've got to face the consequences. Yeah. Mm. But even though you didn't do well, I will be here for you. It's so. Yeah, and I thought great. that was so really healthy. important. And because of what he said, I actually went on the next exam to improve myself, and I went to him after that. I said, Dad, because you said that you'd still be here for me, even though I didn't do well. That was what spurred me on. Yeah. 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 Excellent.
2: And I think that that's a really important lesson for parents. We put expectations on our children, and when they don't live up to it, then they feel like failures. Mm -hmm. And so the words that your father said, and in fact, I had a similar situation with my father, who wrote me a letter, because I used to do really well in school, but He wrote me a letter before any results came out, Mm -hmm. and he said, I want you to know that regardless of results, I am always proud of you. Yeah,
1: that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: I just thought that set me free to continue doing what I was doing. But even when I wasn't doing so well, because, of course, through school there were moments there where you didn't, I thought my dad still loves me, yeah. regardless, right. and is proud of me. Yeah, and so we need to set our children free that way. Yes, we want them to do well.
1: Yep, yeah, but that
2: yeah. loving them is not contingent on them doing well.
1: Right? Yeah, it's a safety net that we are giving to our children. Mm. And I think in the book I gave an illustration of a trapeze artist. You know. Uh, why are they able to do what they do? Is that because during the time when they were practicing, there's always a safety net. Mm. They know that if they fail, there is a net to keep them, to make them feel safe. Yeah. Yeah, And that keeps them going and they become so good at
0: it. Yeah. And that's part of our role as parents, but particularly we're focusing on fathers. Yes. We're part of that safety net. And I love the practice
2: bit. While they're under our roof, that's when they're practicing. That's part of the raising them. Yeah. Um, is the practice part okay. uh, I love that word yeah.
0: That's Lee Wee Min, our guest today He's the author of Intentional Fathering The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional. Designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au You're listening to Focus on the Family Australia. Our guest today is author Lee Wee-Min, and his book is called, Intentional Fathering. One of the chapters in your book talk about marriage. Now we recognize there will be some people listening to this that are divorced mm-hmm. or separated or a single dad, and they find it difficult. But I think it's really important that we still focus on the ideal, because yes. no one I think wants to intentionally fail in their marriage, but circumstances have resulted in that. For those who are married, how is marriage such an important part in the fathering role? Yeah.
1: There was a study done in Malaysia by a university on the people who actually divorce. And they were able to trace that 70% of the people who are considering divorce has actually grown up in a home whereby their parents are either divorced or separated. Mm -hmm. And I guess the reason behind that is that the children are really looking at us whether we are aware of it or not. And therefore, they grow up with a kind of environment. And if they are at a situation after they get married and considering divorce or separation, um, if they have grown up in a home whereby the parents are divorced or separated, they say that probably I can't make it too. Yeah. And that's really sad because as you have rightly mentioned, the ideal is that if we can have mom and dad for the children, but there are cases where... It just doesn't happen. So I think for those of us who have got marriages that are intact, or for that matter, marriages that are struggling... We need to really work on our marriage first because unless my relationship with my wife is strong and stable, it's really hard to be looking after my children. It's the yeah. oxygen mask principle, right? Yeah. When you go on a plane, the estimate or Estibiter will come out and make some announcement before we take off and say that, ladies and gentlemen, in the event if the pressure in the cabin drops, the oxygen mask is going to come down. And if the oxygen mask comes down, attend to you first before you attend to your children or your loved one, right? We have to be breathing nicely and carefully and properly before we can help those who are close to us.
0: Yeah, very much so. And so, I mean, one of the greatest gifts you can give to your children is to love their mother. Exactly. And vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: In fact, we have a campaign, actually, Brett. (laughs) (laughs) We said parents... The greatest gift you can give your child is to love one another. Yeah. yeah. It's so so very
2: good. Absolutely. And look, I want to add in here too, if you are doing it solo, everything we're talking about is being intentional. So whether you're a single parent or you are separated, we still want to encourage you to be intentional in your role mm-hmm. as a parent to your child. The marriage may not be still intact or there is no recovery for you, which we're very sorry about, um, and our heart breaks for you. But your children do not need to be collateral damage.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, And we really want to encourage you to, as parents, uh, step up and be intentional and play your part.
0: Because it's such a tough job. It is is a real tough job. And it requires a high level of commitment. And you talk about commitment in your book. Uh, So can you unpack this a little bit more about why we need to have that high level of commitment? And as Kate has spoken about, why to be intentional?
1: Yeah, I think commitment is intentional. (laughs) you got to be intentionally committed, basically, for two main reasons. One is that the paradox of our life is that at the busiest time of our life is usually when our children need us the most, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know about you. I had my first child when I was 28 years old. And uh, when he was about seven years old, I'm 35 years old. So at 35, you are building your career, your business or whatever, and your child really need you the most. They are the formative years of their life. And therefore, unless we are committed to say that, you know, whatever it is, come what may, I'm still going to allocate certain amount of time for each yeah, of my yeah. children and be committed to that you will find that all of us would be under the tyranny of the urgent. That's yeah. the second point, right? Mm. Everything else is urgent. We need to attend to this to attend to that. But sometimes we may have missed out the important thing in our life.
0: Our kids will grow so quickly. you yeah. miss out on the opportunity. But you might yeah. say, I want them to have all these things. But I think the greatest thing you can give to your kids is, is you. Yeah, exactly.
2: One of the exciting things is um, one of our sons, right from the word go, he uh, set with his boss that he would work from 7 in the morning mm. until 4.30. Wow. And And uh, everyone around him was like, well, how do you do that? And he said, my family comes first. Yeah, my family excellent. will always come first. That's great. Um, I will be here. I will give you everything I've got mm. in the hours that I'm working. And if there is something urgent, which will be the rarity, I will be available. But I will be yeah. turning my phone off at yep. 5.00. Mm. Um and so that has stuck and it's quite extraordinary because everyone around him will work very long hours but it they don't achieve what he achieves in that time because mm-hmm. he's got that commitment I am leaving at this time because my family's important I'm going to get it all done. Yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. so
2: it's priorities.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think if you are also committed you are modeling to your children mm-hmm. as well. I mean That's That commitment that you, my dad modeled that, you know, he yeah. was really committed to us as three children. Uh, more so after when my mom passed away. But uh, why are we committed? I would like to attribute part of it is because I see my dad being committed. Yeah, that role modeling. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Part of your book you talk about, and it's a great three lines, present instead of absent, participate instead of abdicate, progressive instead of average. Yeah. What does that all mean?
1: Yeah, I I think present instead of absent is that many of us are not present. You know, the lion's share of parenting sometimes rests on the mothers. Yeah. And therefore, we just bring home the bread and the bacon, so to speak, and think we have played our role. But I think our children need us to be present. You yeah. know, children's power as... Not just physically, not just but physically. emotionally. Exactly, yeah. They need to know that you are engaged, that you're not multitasking when you are with them. You know, that you are focusing on uh, talking to them rather than on your mobile devices, you know. No, nah, that doesn't happen.
0: Does
1: <laughs> <it>? Never, never. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's the reason why I say we need to be intentionally present rather than unconsciously absent, basically. yeah. 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 yeah Sometimes we are good. not even aware of that. We justify our absence and say that uh, we need to, you know, feed the children or, or yeah. make sure that the home is nicely decorated and all that. Then I talk about the importance of participate instead of abdicate. And that's because we abdicate, you know. We say, I don't know how to do this, you know. I allow the church to do it, you know. I allow somebody else to do it. I allow mom to do it. And therefore, we abdicate that role. But fathers, we play such an important and pivotal part in the life of our yeah. children. You know, that leadership role, that role to make decision. Uh, if we don't participate and abdicate, Unfortunately, our children may be picking up from other sources, which yeah. may not be good for our children. They may be influenced by the actors and actresses, mm. you know, by their peers, which may not be positive influence to yeah. them. And of course, I said that we need to be progressive. And, and I think that's men, isn't it? I mean, we just think about the job that you are doing. Do you like to stagnate at the position that you are in? Yeah. I don't think men be are we created wanna, that way. We don't
0: way. aim for mediocrity.
1: Yeah, We want to make sure that we are not average, right? Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that we are progressing, we are growing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love the whole idea of saying that fathers not to abdicate their role. Mm -hmm. I think often what has happened is mothers end up looking after daughters and fathers sons because they say, well, I know what a a boy needs. Yeah. But so much research has been done on the importance of a father's role in a daughter's life. And it reduces risky behavior.
1: Exactly. Yeah. For
2: a daughter to know that her father thinks she's beautiful inside Mm -hmm. and out, Mm -hmm. she doesn't need to seek it out from other sources. Right. Because she's secure in knowing that the man in her life thinks that she is wonderful. Mm. And thinks that she's the best thing since sliced bread, as all fathers, you know, should think their daughters are. Mm. And so I know that my father used to say things like that to me all Mm. the time. You know, you're precious, you're beautiful. Uh, We did Bible studies together where we looked in a mirror. Mm. What does God see you as? What's your identity? Who's your identity in, you know? Mm. And I used to look back at that and think, what a message he sent me that I didn't need... Reassurance, Yes,
0: yes, yeah. Um,
2: from elsewhere.
0: Right. You probably alluded to this briefly, but for children, you know, love for a child is often spelt T-I-M-E. Yeah. You know, it's such a, a valuable commodity. Yeah. But life gets busy, full, yes. and many of people listening to this and saying, you yeah, know, it's all very well for you, yeah. you know. <laughs> you could spend all this extra time. You're retired. Yeah. You're a successful business person. But I still need to keep... You right. know, the wheels of motion and work. So how do we balance our time with responsibilities of work, our marriage, which is so vitally important for those who are involved in a church, um, hobbies, because it's good for a little bit of enjoyment for ourselves. Mm. And then we have kids. How do we get the balance done? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: The reason why I put it as uh, children spell love as T-I-M-E is because I'm an engineer. <laughs> yes. And one of the things that I enjoyed when I was studying engineering was concrete. You know, concrete that's used to build buildings. And concrete has got a very interesting behavior in the sense that uh, concrete composed of cement, sand, stones or aggregate and water, obviously, and you mix the three together in proper proportion and you get concrete. But when you get concrete being mixed together, it's wet, it's a slurry, right? It doesn't get its full strength until it has sufficient time. And in engineering terms, that we need a 28-day strength For concrete to achieve its full strength, for a load to be applied on it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same with relationship, especially with our children. Unless we give it time, it wouldn't be strong. Mm, And therefore, that time time is such an important thing to build relationship with our children, or for that matter, with our spouse. And therefore, I say that children spell love as T-I-M-E. It's Mm -hmm. a
0: time. This has been so good. And we've only scratched the surface. Would you be happy to come back for another program?
1: Oh, thanks, Brett. Thanks for inviting me back. I would really love
0: to do that. Yeah, thank you. That's Lee Wee Min. We have a limited supply of his book, Intentional Fathering. If you'd like a copy, you can go to our store from our website. And as part of our commitment to help you to thrive as a father, we have a free downloadable resource called Dad's Toolkit. You can go to our website at families.org.au. And these free resources, including this radio program, are only made possible through the generosity of people like you who have a heart for families. Please prayerfully consider how you could partner with us, either through prayer or financial investment, as together we can help more Australian families to thrive. On behalf of the rest of the team here at Focus, Kate and myself, Brett Ryan, we'd like to invite you for part two of our conversation with Lee Wee-Min about his book, Intentional Fathering we'd like to invite you again for another edition of Focus on the Family Australia. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.